0: deceptions podcast
1: small wonders with laurel moffett A video popped up on my Instagram feed a few weeks ago. Perhaps you've seen it as well. It was a video taken by a drone operator one day at Bondi Beach on the east coast of Australia. Isn't it incredible what we can do with technology? We can send a drone flying over the ocean to capture scenes that usually only birds see and ones we wouldn't be able to see without hiring a helicopter. In the video, the drone hovered over the water at Bondi. The jade green waters filled the screen, where in the bottom third, a kayaker was paddling, followed closely by a whale. The whale sees the kayaker. The kayaker sees only the sea. The drone can see both the kayaker and the whale, but it becomes clear in the video that the kayaker cannot see the whale under the water. Only the person flying the drone and capturing the video can see what swims just beneath the kayaker. And the viewers of the video, of course. Even without the whale, it's a beautiful image. A slip of a kayak, the bright white of its slim hull, set against the jewel green depths of the sea off Bandai. But what made the beauty of the image particularly compelling was, of course, the extraordinary wonder of such a huge creature swimming just a little bit of a kayak's length away. Whales are visible off the east coast of Australia every year, beginning as early as April until around November, as they migrate between oceans. The timing of their migrations can alter year on year, depending on things like the temperature of the water, the presence of sea ice and prey, as well as the changes in the location of their feeding ground. Regardless of the variables, though, most whales in the waters off Australia migrate north from Antarctic waters from around June to August, when they head to the warmer subtropical waters to mate. give birth. The whales then migrate back to the southern ocean from September to November to feast for the summer on krill. If the earth is a house, then the Antarctic ocean is the kitchen, and the waters off the coast of Queensland are the bedroom. It is thought that there are now roughly 40,000 humpback whales that migrate along the east coast of Australia each year, which is an astounding number, considering the fact that it was thought that the population had dwindled to only about 100 humpback whales in the 1960s, following the aggressive practices of the whaling industry. As a result of their near extinction, the Whale Protection Act was passed in 1980, and was replaced by the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act of 1999. This act established the Australian Whale Sanctuary and includes the entire Commonwealth Marine Area extending past the coastal waters. And within these waters of the Australian Whale Sanctuary, it is illegal to kill, capture, injure, harass, chase or herd whales dolphins, and porpoises. Since 1980, the humpback whale population has grown a little bit over 10% each year, so that it can now number around 40,000, and since 2022, it is no longer considered to be an endangered species. That is cause for some celebration, particularly if you're a whale. When whales are on the move, so are people and their desire to see these extraordinary creatures. If you do go in search of whales on their migration, you may be rewarded with a glimpse. I have a friend who recently saw a whale on three consecutive weekends at three different locations on the East Coast. Each time she saw just a glimpse of each creature, but each was surprising and wonderful to her and each one represented thousands more she couldn't see, all gliding and rolling and singing under the surface of the water, far out of reach of our eyes and ears. If you're not sure what a humpback whale is, I quite like the description that the Australian Antarctic Program offers. Quote, Unlike their cousins, the blue, say, and mink whales... Humpbacks are not slender and graceful. They tend to be quite stout and stocky, with exceedingly long pectoral fins, their arms. They are much slower swimmers than these other species. Not slender, not graceful, but stocky and slow. But this is no matter, for whatever people perceive as lacking in their appearance, they make up for in the variety of their movement. In terms of behavior, the humpback whale is one of the most active, often breaching or slapping its fins on the water. Humpback whales have the longest fins of any whale species, which enables it to move with great agility and acrobatic dexterity, both under the water and above it. Case in point, when an adult humpback breaches, it can launch itself almost completely out of the water. Some of these whale acrobatics were recently captured on video off the Gold Coast of Australia in Queensland, where whale researchers from Griffith University have been studying the behavior of humpback whale pods. They were intrigued by a group of five whales that they found rolling around on the sand of the seafloor. What were they doing, they wondered. As they watched, they realized that the whales were using the rough sand of that particular area to exfoliate their skin in order to prevent barnacles from settling on them. That stretch of the Gold Coast? Journalists are now calling it a day spa for whales. What else do whales do that we have no understanding of? While humpback whales may not be as photogenic as their whale relations, They are more active in their swimming, and they are also the whales that are the most gifted in song. Humpback whales are very vocal And their vocalizations fall into one of two categories song and non song calls. All humpbacks can engage in calls, but only the males sing. Non song calls are relatively short, lasting only a few seconds at most, which leaves no time for repetition. The songs, on the other hand, are longer and are made up of repeated units or phrases that are arranged into themes. And when multiple themes are then put into particular sequences and patterns, that creates the whale's song. How long is a whale's song? For perspective, I offer you a few pop songs. The first is Paul McCartney's I Will. At a minute and 40 seconds, it's pretty perfect. It's a song of unrequited love, a theme as old as medieval troubadours, yet sung in the present about a future lover the singer hasn't even met yet, all packed into under two minutes. Elton John's "Rocket Man" goes for almost five, while Taylor Swift's re-release of All Too Well goes for a whopping ten. How does a whale song compare? In contrast to the brevity that's the soul of contemporary pop music, a whale song can last up to 30 minutes. This 30-minute song is then sometimes sung repeatedly, for several hours at a time. Humpback whales aren't pop stars. They're opera singers. Their songs rival in length operas such as Verdi's Aida, Mozart's Magic Flute, or Puccini's Madame Butterfly. Researchers used to think that the males only use their song for mating. But more recent inquiries into whale song have discovered male whales singing not only in breeding grounds, but also feeding ones. In places and at times, people once thought a whale never sang. They sing in the bedroom and the kitchen, in the bathroom and the dining room. Whales keep surprising us. And all of this wonder, all of this elegance and song, almost always completely out of sight, out of hearing, and as a result, out of our minds. But it doesn't mean it isn't there, or that it doesn't exist. In the footage from the drone operator, whose camera hovered over the waters at Bondi, You can hear him talking as he realizes what his drone is capturing. A humpback whale coming so close to the kayaker, he or she could almost touch it.
0: I don't even know if this guy knows. Mate, do you know there's a whale just following you? I don't think he knows. Oh, wowsers. Well, mate, turn around. He's under you. He's going to nudge you in a minute.
1: Oh, he's right next to you. Crazy. He is amazed by the proximity. Even as he watches from someplace on shore, far from his drone flying above the waters off Bondi, you can hear the delight creep into his voice. The delight of seeing this interaction between a human floating on the water and a giant creature of the deep playing out on his screen. The unlikeliness of it, the strangeness, the surprise of it all, compounded by the knowledge that the kayaker doesn't even know that the whale is there the whole time. This is dramatic irony in real life. Turn around. He's under you. He's right next to you. In a letter to a group of people in 1st century Corinth, Paul describes the life of faith as one that involves seeing the things of God that are not immediately visible. We declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory however as it is written what no eye has seen what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit the spirit searches all things even the deep things of God for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. And much earlier than 1st century Corinth, in the book of Deuteronomy, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. There are so many things that we can't see straight away, or sometimes that we can't see by looking directly at it. We need another perspective to see it, like the kayaker with the whale. Even the drone operator standing on shore wouldn't have been able to see the whale without the assistance of his drone. There are things we can't see if we don't have the eyes to see them. It's like this with whales under the water and it's a bit like this with faith in God. You have to have the eyes to see him and a bit like being given the sight of the drone We need to be given the eyes of faith in order to see, to have the sight we need to see His face. conceptions podcast